بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والصلاة والسلام على رسوله الكريم وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين خطز جسنت a subdivision of the Sheikh Eid bin Muhammad Al Thani Charity Association is pleased to present to you this series of lectures from the book entitled Minhaj Ahl Sunnah Wal Jama'ah Fil Aqidah Wal Amal The Methodology of the People of Sunnah in Matters of Creed and Actions by a Sheikh Muhammad Ibn Salih Ibn Uthaymeen Rahimahullah Tape number 4 In this tape the following topic is discussed The first point of the book of Sheikh Muhammad dealing with matters relating to the names of Allah Asma'ullah with examples إن الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يذلل فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله Verily the praise belongs to Allah, we praise Him, seek His assistance and forgiveness, and we seek refuge in Allah from the evil of ourselves and the evil consequences of our deeds. Whoever Allah guides, there is no one that can lead him astray, and whoever Allah leads astray, there is no one that can guide him. I bear witness that nothing deserves to be worshipped except Allah alone and that he has no partners or associates and I bear witness that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is his slave servant and his messenger. Uh, we'd like to begin this morning uh, in our fourth lecture in the series of lectures from the essay of Shaykh Muhammad ibn Sali al-Uthaymeen Hafizahullah, may Allah protect and preserve him entitled Minhaj Ahl Sunnah Wal Jama'ah Fil Aqidah Wal Amal The methodology of the Ahl Sunnah Wal Jama'ah The people of Sunnah and Jama'ah In the matters related to Al Aqidah Creed or belief And Al Amal Action or deed In the previous lecture In lecture number 3 After two introductory lectures We, be, we began to uh, Take the first uh, introduction from the book of Sheikh Muhammad ibn Salih Uthaymeen after mentioning uh, some of the important or distinguishing qualities or characteristics of the Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah and we said uh, concerning the important qualities or distinguishing characteristics of the Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah is that they give great importance to the book of Allah, to the Quran and to the Sunnah of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, distinguishing between those hadith which are authentic and those which are unauthentic. Also, that they enter into Islam completely, totally, uh, not holding back from anything but accepting all of what Allah subhanahu wa taala has ordered us with in the Quran or what the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam has ordered us with in the Sunnah. Also, that they adhere strictly to the sunnah and reject all types of innovation. 
and that they follow the guidance of the trustworthy scholars from the early generations of the Muslims, which means primarily that they follow the example of the companions of the Prophet, that is, the Sahaba, radiallahu anhum ajma'in, and also those scholars who followed in their way, from amongst those who came after them, their students, the Tabi'un, and those who followed after them. And following them means taking from their knowledge, following their practices and behavior and character, and as well believing as they believe the Aqidah that is based on the Qur'an and Sunnah. Also from the distinguishing characteristics of Ahl Sunnah al-Jama'ah is that they maintain the middle position, and they're not going to the extreme in anything, and that they unite themselves uh, based on the truth based on the Book of Allah and the Sunnah of the Prophet وسلم, they try to unite the ranks of the Muslims upon the principles of Tawheed, worshipping Allah alone and Al-Ittiba'ah following the Prophet Muhammad They also call to Allah, I mean they make da'wah it is a distinguishing characteristic of Ahl Sunnah and Jama'ah that they are engaged in da'wah and in enjoining the good and forbidding the wrong. Also, that they are just and fair in dealing with others. Also, even in spite of the fact that there are great distances between them, the lands that they live in, or the time in history that they lived in, nonetheless, they have a conformity in understanding and similarity in their position related to the matters of deen. And this is this conformity and similarity in understanding and position, it is one of the benefits or the fruits of the fact that they have a single source for their religion and a single methodology. That is, the, their source is the Qur'an and Sunnah, and their methodology is the manner or way of doing things that they found from the Prophet ﷺ and his companions. They show kindness and mercy and have good character with all people, and they have sincerity for offer nasiha being sincere to Allah and the Book of Allah and the Messenger of Allah and the leaders as well as the Muslims in general. And they also show concern for the affairs of the Muslims, supporting and aiding them, fulfilling their rights and not causing any harm to any of them. This is in brief what we mentioned concerning the distinguishing qualities or characteristics of the Ahl Sunnah al Jama'ah. And then we read the first paragraph of the book, Minhaj Ahl Sunnah al Jama'ah by Sheikh Muhammad ibn Salih Uthaymeen, in which he said that the Ahl Sunnah al Jama'ah are those whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has guided to the correct opinion in those matters which the people differ about. And that the Ahl Sunnah al Jama'ah particularly refers to the generation or the era of the Prophet that is the Sahaba and the era of the rightly guided Khalifas that is Abu Bakr, Umar, Uthman and Ali radiallahu anhum ajma'in. We also said that the Prophet predicted that just as the Christians and Jews were divided into 71 and 72 sects that the Muslim Ummah would also be divided into 73 sects and that all of them would be subject to be punished in the fire except one. And that one is referred to as the safe sect or Al-Furqa and Nadia, those who were following the way of the Prophet and his companions. And when he was asked who is the safe sect, he said it is Al-Jama'ah. And he explained that Al-Jama'ah are those who are following my way and the way of my companions. Al-Turqa and Najiyah, the saved sect, are in fact 
the Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah. And they are known as Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah due to the fact that they stick to the Sunnah and they remain as a group, a united group, a Jama'ah upon the truth. Uh, then we went on to begin with the first principle or the point number one, the first point that the Sheikh began to discuss and the first point is the way, the methodology of the Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah what is their methodology or their way or their belief concerning the names of Allah and the characteristics or qualities of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala yeah, and the names of Allah, the Asma of Allah and the characteristics or qualities of Allah, the sifat of Allah what is the aqidah or the methodology of the Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah concerning the tawheed of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala related to his names and characteristics that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is unique and alone in possessing the most beautiful names and the most high, lofty and perfect characteristics that he is described by. Uh, here the Shaykh uh, begins by saying that the manner of the Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah concerning the Asma of Allah, the names of Allah and the Sifat of Allah, the characteristics or qualities of Allah is that the Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah say that whatever has been confirmed, whatever has been affirmed as names or characteristics of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Qur'an or in the authentic Sunnah then we believe that all of these names and all of these characteristics that they are the truth in reality as they appear literally and the apparent literal meaning we accept it just as it is understood in the Arabic language and that there is no need for the distorted false interpretations of these names of Allah or these characteristics of Allah there's no, name to dis- there's no need to accept uh, these distorted false interpretations but we accept the meaning of the sifat of Allah, the characteristics of Allah just as they are understood literally uh, apparently in the Arabic language then he said there are two reasons why the people uh, went astray concerning the names and the characteristics of Allah and it was primarily due to poor understanding lack of understanding or due to evil intentions as for the first cause of deviation poor understanding so fahm the Sheikh says that some of the people they thought that if they affirmed for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala those names or those sifat characteristics that are mentioned in the text of the Quran and Sunnah if they affirm them in accordance with their literal apparent meaning they thought that they would be doing what is called tamthil or tashbih yeah, and in making comparison between the characteristics of Allah and the characteristics of the human beings or taking examples from that which is found amongst the creatures and making it as an example for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala yeah, and in making comparison or making example for Allah from amongst the creatures they thought that if they affirmed the characteristics of Allah which are mentioned in the Quran that they would be comparing Allah to created beings 
For example, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala confirms in the Quran that He has a faith. Allah says that He has a faith. They said, if we affirm this characteristic for Allah and say that Allah has a faith, literally, then we will be saying that Allah is similar or comparable to the creatures who have faith. This was their mistaken understanding. While in fact, the scholars of Ahl Sunnah and Jama'ah made it clear that we affirm whatever Allah has affirmed for Himself. Allah knows best what are His characteristics. And He informed us of His characteristics clearly in clear Arabic language in the Quran. And the Prophet also informed us in clear Arabic language in His Sunnah. And we affirm whatever Allah has affirmed for Himself, but without making comparison or without imagining that there is any similarity between the characteristics of Allah and the characteristics of His creatures. The face of Allah is a face that is suitable and fitting for Allah the Creator, for His divinity, in line with His divinity. While the face of a human being is fitting and suitable for the imperfect creature, the human being, just as the face of an animal is suitable for animals. The face of human beings are suitable for human beings and the face of Allah is fitting and in accordance with His greatness, His glory, His majesty and His divinity. So those people thought that by affirming the sifat or the characteristics of Allah literally as they appear to be, that they would be comparing Allah to creatures and therefore they resorted to what is called tahrif or reinterpreting, giving false interpretations to the names of Allah or to the characteristics of Allah in order to avoid falling into comparing Allah with His creatures. This was the mistake of those who misunderstood, not knowing or not understanding that it is only required of them to affirm whatever Allah has affirmed for Himself and negate any comparison between Allah and His creatures. Because Allah is not like His creatures and the creatures are in no way like Allah. There were others who didn't have this misunderstanding but the reason for their reinterpretation or false distorted interpretation, the reason for their tahrik or reinterpreting the names or sifat of Allah, it was due to evil intention. It was their evil intention to give reinterpretations to the names or the sifat of Allah in order to divide up the Muslim Ummah, to divide the Muslims into groups, every group following its own understanding or its own interpretation, therefore causing the Muslim Ummah to be disunited. Here the Shaykh says that the Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah believe that whatever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has named himself with, or whatever he has described himself with, any name that he has given to himself, or any description, sifa, which he has given to himself in the Qur'an or in the sunnah of the Prophet on the tongue of the Messenger of Allah that all of these names and all of these sifat, they are the truth, they are truth and they are real and they are to be understood according to their apparent meaning. They don't, there's no need to reinterpret them. Uh, also, he says, we should understand them literally according to their apparent meaning. And also he said, we should know that it is not possible and it is not proper that we should understand the names of Allah or the characteristics of Allah 
in any way that is not suitable to the majesty, the greatness, and the divinity of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yani whoever understands a characteristic of Allah in a way that's not suitable to his divinity and his majesty and his glory and his greatness, then they have misunderstood the characteristics of Allah. We shouldn't understand them in any way that is not suitable to Allah's greatness and glory, nor should we understand them in any way that would cause us to believe that Allah has a characteristic of imperfection because Allah has no characteristic of imperfection but all of his characteristics are perfect nor should we understand any of his characteristics in any way that would require of us to make a comparison an example or a comparison between Allah and his creatures and whoever understands a characteristic of Allah in a way that makes a comparison between Allah and any of his created beings then this is also an error but we should understand it in the way that is suitable to his majesty without any defect and without making any comparison this manner of understanding the asma of Allah the names of Allah and the sifat of Allah the characteristics of Allah is the perfect methodology which will save the Muslim from falling into any kind of deviation of the names of Allah and the characteristics of Allah. Therefore, we are required to affirm for Allah whatever He has affirmed for Himself and whatever His Messenger Muhammad has affirmed for Him without adding anything to it and without taking anything from it. Yani whatever the Prophet has affirmed we affirm likewise without adding anything from ourselves and without taking anything or negating anything that he has affirmed and likewise whatever came in the Quran we affirm it without adding anything from ourselves and without taking anything from what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his messenger Muhammad has affirmed for him this was the methodology or the way or the road that was traveled upon by the companions of the Prophet and those who followed them concerning the names of Allah and the sifat of Allah and this way is what is called Yani, this way of understanding the names of Allah and the sifat of Allah it is what is referred to as Tawqifiyah or it means that we take Allah's names and his characteristics exclusively from the book of Allah, the Qur'an, and the sunnah of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Yani that we rely upon the text of revelation, the Qur'an and sunnah. In order to name Allah with any name, we have to find it in the Qur'an or sunnah. In order to describe Allah with any description or characteristic or quality, we have to find that description or characteristic or quality in the book of Allah, Al-Qur'an, or in the sunnah of the Messenger of Allah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Tawqifiyah means that we stop and we don't go forward without finding a text for whatever we name Allah or describe Allah with in the Qur'an or sunnah. If we don't find it in the Qur'an or sunnah, we stop there. We don't take anything, we don't negate anything that's in the Qur'an and sunnah, nor do we add any names or characteristics which are not found in the Qur'an or Sunnah. Therefore, we say based on this, 
based on the principle of tawqifiyah that we must rely upon the Quran and Sunnah in naming Allah and describing Allah we say that no one may name Allah with that which he has not named himself and no one may describe Allah with that which he has with that which he has not described himself so any person who says that such and such is from amongst the names of Allah or such and such is not from the names of Allah or that a particular characteristic is from the characteristics of Allah or is not from the characteristics of Allah we require of them to bring a dalil and evidence if you said this is one of the names of Allah bring your proof from the Quran or authentic sunnah if you say this is not one of the names of Allah we require of you to bring your proof from the Quran or from the authentic sunnah otherwise whoever names Allah with something that he has not named himself or describes Allah with something that he has not described himself with or that the Prophet has not named him with or described him with then that person is without a doubt speaking without knowledge yani they are speaking without knowledge because knowledge is primarily derived from the book of Allah Al-Qur'an and the sunnah of the messenger of Allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala warns us in the Qur'an concerning this matter of speaking about Allah without knowledge in surah al-a'raf chapter 7 verse 33 Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says to us qul innama harrama rabbi al-fawahisha ma dhahara minha wa ma batana wal ithma wal baghya bi ghayri al-haq wa an tushriku billahi ma lam yunazzil bihi sultana that verily Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made haram he has made it forbidden your our lord my lord Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made forbidden for us indecencies and evil whether openly or secretly and sin and transgression without a right to transgress on the people and also he has made haram or forbidden that we associate anything with Allah that we join anything as partners with Allah without a sultan without a proof without an evidence from what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has revealed and finally the last thing he says in this ayah that is prohibited wa an taqulu ala Allah ma la ta'lamun and that you say concerning Allah something for which you have no knowledge yani to speak about Allah without knowledge is forbidden therefore we should never name Allah with any name nor describe Allah with any description except that it is based on knowledge except that we found that name or that description characteristic or quality in the Quran or in the sunnah likewise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala warns us in surah al-isra chapter 17 verse 36 wala taqfu ma laysa laka bihi ilm inna as-sam'a wal-basara wal-fu'ada kullu ulaika kana anhu mas'ula Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala prohibit he said do not do not follow do not say do not do do not give witness to that which you have no knowledge of la wala taqfu ma laysa laka bi ilm that which you have no knowledge of don't say it don't do it don't give witness to it don't follow anything which you have no knowledge of 
ان السمع والبصر والفؤاد كل اولئك كان عنه مسؤولا that verily the hearing and the sight and the heart all of these will be asked all of these you will be questioned about of all of these you will be questioned allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will question us did we use our hearing and our sight and our heart to understand and to follow that which is correct and true or did we follow the way or speak about things or do something or give witness without knowledge so here again we are warned against speaking about allah naming allah with any names describing allah with any description or any matter of the deen for that matter anything in the deen in the deen of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala we should not speak about it uh, except that we have knowledge based on the quran and authentic sunnah uh, after this the shaykh begins to discuss the matters which are specifically related to al-asma asma'ullah the names of allah here the topic that we are discussing is the manhaj ahl sunnah wal jamaah concerning the names of allah and the characteristics of Allah the asma of Allah and the sifat of Allah the shaykh first talks about al asma the names of Allah and after discussing some brief uh, idea concerning what is the manhaj or the methodology of ahli sunnah concerning the names of Allah then he goes on to discuss the sifat or the characteristics of Allah concerning the names of Allah the shaykh says that the way of ahli sunnah jamaah concerning the asma of Allah the names of Allah is that whatever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has named himself with uh, especially he says here that there are two types of names al-asma' al-muta'addiya and al-asma' al-lazimah al-asma' al-muta'addiya it means those names of Allah those names of Allah which the meaning of it or the effect of it has yani it reaches or touches the creation Allah's creatures Whereas al-asma al-lazima are those names of Allah which are confined to Himself, yani which does which do not affect the creation or the creatures. Al-asma al-mutaaddiya are those names whose meaning or effect goes beyond Allah subhanahu wa taala Himself, and it touches or affects or reaches the creatures. And He says that concerning the first type, al-asma mutaaddiya, which affect the creatures, it is required. in order for us to fulfill our iman in those names truly believing in those names of Allah we are required to look at three matters the first of them is that every muslim is required to believe that any name which is mentioned in the quran and sunnah we are required to believe in fact that it is a name of Allah we are we are required to admit that this is one of the names of Allah and by the way although many people believe that the names of Allah are 99 in fact perhaps we would discuss it at another time but the names of Allah are unlimited they are not limited to 99 the names of Allah in the Quran and Sunnah are many more than 99 and also Allah has names which are not known to his creatures in any case any name that we found in the Quran and Sunnah then we must confirm that this is a name of Allah secondly that we should believe in whatever characteristic or quality may be derived from that name of Allah may be derived from the name of Allah either directly or indirectly if there is a characteristic then that can be derived from that name we are also required to believe that that is a sifa a characteristic or a quality of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so we have to affirm the name that is the name of Allah and we also have to confirm the characteristic that is derived from that name 
And we will give an example of this after mentioning the third point. The third point that we have to believe in is we have to believe in the effect. The effect that comes from that characteristic of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as it affects the creatures or the creation. Three things. We have to affirm that it is a name of Allah. Second, that it is a characteristic or a description of Allah. And thirdly, we have to affirm the effect or acknowledge or recognize the effect that that name or that characteristic has on Allah's creatures. That is related to the names which are muta'addiyah. The names of Allah are two types. Al-asma' al-muta'addiyah, those which affect his creatures, and al-asma' al-lazimah, which do not affect his creatures. Concerning the first group, al-asma' al-muta'addiyah, we said we have to affirm it as the name of Allah, we have to affirm the characteristic that is derived from it as a characteristic of Allah, and we have to acknowledge and recognize the effect that that name or characteristic has on the creatures. The shaykh here gives an example. An example from amongst the names of Allah is as-sami'ah. As-sami'ah. The all-hearing, the one who hears everything. One of the names of Allah that's mentioned in the Qur'an is As-Sami'ah, the all-hearing. Therefore, according to the methodology of the Ahl-Sunnah wal-Jama'ah, it is obligatory on us to affirm As-Sami'ah as a name from amongst the names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. A name that Allah is called upon by. We call on Him. We say to Allah, Ya Samir. Like we say, Ya Allah, we say, Ya Samir, because As-Samir is one of the names of Allah. Also, Allah is worshipped by this name, As-Samir. Yani, for example, a person may say that I am Abdul samir just like we say we are Abdul Rahman, Abdul Rahim, Abdul Halim. Abdul samir one of the names of Allah is As-Samir. So we say that we are the worshippers or the slaves of As-Samir, the all-hearing God. Abdul samir it is a name that acknowledges that we are the worshippers of the one who is referred to by this name. Therefore, we call on Allah by this name, Yad Samir, and also we name ourselves as the slave servants of the one who is all hearing, who has perfect hearing, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, who one of his names is as Samir. And similarly, with the other names of Allah, yani we call on him by them, and we also name ourselves as the slaves or worshippers of the one who is referred to by that name. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has referred to this in his saying in Surah Al-A'raf chapter 7 verse 180 That the beautiful name, the most perfect name that they belong to Allah. وَلِلَّهِ الْأَسْمَاءَ الْحُسْنَى That all of these Asma' al-Husna, beautiful names, perfect names, that they belong to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, فَدْعُوهُ بِهَا Therefore, we are ordered to supplicate to Him by those names. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says to us, وَلِلَّهِ الْأَسْمَاءَ الْحُسْنَى To Allah belongs the most beautiful name, فَدْعُوهُ بِهَا Therefore, supplicate or call on Him by His name. So here we are told that these names belong to Allah and that we should fall on Him by them. We should supplicate Him by mentioning His beautiful names. Likewise, according to this example, As-Samir is one of the names of Allah. We affirm it as a name, we call on Him by it, and we worship Him by it. Also, we must affirm the characteristic or the sifa, the characteristic or quality which is derived from As-Samir and it is As-Samu. As-Samu means hearing. So we affirm that the Samir is a name of Allah 
And as some hearing is a characteristic or a quality of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yani one of Allah's characteristics or qualities is as, is as sama. It is a quality or characteristic of Allah that He that He hears. Hearing, Allah is described as having hearing. But His hearing of course is not like the hearing of the creatures. His hearing is perfect hearing. So we, secondly, we affirm that quality that is derived from that name, it is hearing. Hearing is a characteristic or quality of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, except that his hearing is general and all comprehensive. Yeah, I mean, no sound, no sound or voice can be hidden from Allah, no matter how weak it may be, how far it may be, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, whose hearing is perfect, he is everything. So now we have confirmed as Samir, as the name of Allah, the all-hearing, and as Samir, hearing as the quality of Allah. And likewise, the third thing is we have to affirm the effect of that hearing. How does it affect the, cre- the creatures? What is the result of affirming as Samir as the name of Allah and as Samir hearing as the quality of Allah? The result of that is that we acknowledge that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala hears everything. And there's a great benefit for us from this name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, uh, affirming it as a name, affirming it as a characteristic, and acknowledging that Allah hears everything. It affects our life when we know that whatever we say, whether in secret or in public, if we whisper it or shout it, that Allah hears us. So we are careful then about what we say, knowing that Allah hears us. So these three things have to be confirmed for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in reference to the name Al-Asma Al-Muta'addiyah, those names which are not restricted or confined to Allah's divine being, but also affect His creatures. Uh, so every one of us then, we should believe that Allah hears. And we should also know that it is improper that a believer should say anything that would cause Allah's anger with us or bring Allah's wrath upon us. We should never say anything except that it will bring about Allah's pleasure. So we are careful what we say in order that we don't anger Allah because Allah hears everything. And we are careful in what we say so that whatever we say, inshallah, it would earn Allah's pleasure for us. Whatever we say, whether secretly or openly, Allah hears it because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has the perfect hearing. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will inform us of what we have said on Yawm Qiyamah and He will call us to account for what we have said and He will judge us with justice in accordance with what we deserve for what we have used our tongue for in speaking that which is good hopefully to earn his reward or speaking that which is evil uh, and therefore earning his displeasure or his punishment. So the principle here concerning the asma of Allah, the names of Allah, the principle with the Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah is that the names of Allah, if they are muta'addiyan, those which are not restricted to his divine being but affect his creatures, then we do not achieve perfect iman or faith in those names except by three principles. That we must believe that anything mentioned in the Qur'an or Sunnah as a name for Allah, we must believe that it is a name for Allah and affirm it as such. 
Also, we should affirm, believe in and affirm the characteristic which is derived from that name and thirdly, the effect or the result of affirming and believing that characteristic as the characteristic of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. These three things are required for a person's iman in the names of Allah to be complete if it is from the name that are not restricted or confined to the divine being of Allah, to Allah's divine self, but it, it, it branches out. Uh, secondly, the second type of names are those names which are lazima. If the name, if it was from al-asma lazima, those names which are restricted to Allah, then we confirm it as a name for Allah that He is called upon by a name that we refer to Him by and we supplicate to Him by and we also confirm and affirm that, that, that we affirm the sifa or the characteristic or the quality which is derived from that name in its most perfect form in a way that is suitable to the majesty and glory of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But concerning this second group of names, al-asma, al-lazima, it is not required of us to acknowledge or to recognize the effect of that name because these names are restricted to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's being. And the names which affect the creatures are like the name al-samir, that Allah hears. So it affects us because it makes us to know that He hears us. That Allah sees, al-basir, Allah is the all-seeing. And one of His characteristics is al-basr, that He has sight. And when we know that Allah sees everything, then it also affects us. We are careful in our actions because we know that Allah sees what we are doing. And Allah is Al-Qadir and Al-Qadir, the one who is all-powerful. When we know this, that Allah has Qudrat, has power, then we are also careful in our actions because we know that Allah has power over everything and He may punish us for anything we do which is displeasing to Him and so on. This is in reference to those names which affect the creatures. As for those sifat, those names, uh, those names or characteristics which, or here we are talking about the names, those names which are limited to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone, which do not affect the creatures, it is only required that we affirm it as a name and that we affirm the characteristic which is derived from it. Uh, so here, the example the Shaykh gives of a name that is limited to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is his name Al-Hayyu Al-Hayyu the all the one who has perfect living the ever living the one whose life is perfect and complete this name Al-Hayy it is one of the names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and therefore it is required of us to confirm it as a name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala therefore Al-Hayy we call on Allah or supplicate him by this name we say Ya Hayyu Ya Qayyum In some of the supplications of the Prophet He taught us to say a supplication Which we call on Allah by this name Hay Ya Hayyu Ya Qayyum Oh the one who has perfect living And who is self-subsisting So we believe in it as a name of Allah Which we call on him by And we also worship him by We might name ourselves Abdul Hay The slave servant of the one who has perfect life The ever living The ever living That is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so we believe in it as the name of Allah which we call on Him by and we worship Him by and we also believe in it as a sifat or a characteristic of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
that sifa, it might be derived from his name directly or indirectly. In any case, we should also believe in the sifa or the characteristic which is derived from that name. And here the sifa which is derived from the name al-hayyu, the sifa is al-hayat al-kamila. Yani al-hayat or life, that Allah has life. It is one of the characteristics of Allah. It is the name of Allah that He is the ever-living. That is a name. But also it is a characteristic of Allah that He has life. And we affirm this life as being perfect life, perfect, complete life. Not like the life of the human being, which is imperfect. But the life of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is a life, it is a description of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that is suitable to His majesty and His glory, His perfection and His divinity. Uh, the life of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we say that it is perfect and that we understand from His perfect life that it also includes that he is the one who lives having knowledge, having power and ability, hearing, sight, speech, and so on. If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, if his life, if he was living without having knowledge, his life would be imperfect. If he was living without having power, his life would be imperfect. If he was living without hearing, his life would be imperfect. If he was living without seeing, we would say his life is imperfect. And that's why the human being who has life, but his life is imperfect because he doesn't, not every human being has knowledge. Or even if he has knowledge, his knowledge is limited. Not every human being has power. But if he has power, his power is limited. Not every human being can hear. Not every human being can see. Some human beings are deaf or dumb or blind. Therefore, their life is imperfect. But the life of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala includes all of these characteristics in their most perfect and complete form. Therefore, we say that one of the characteristics of Allah is al-hayat, life. But it is al-hayat al-kamila, or the perfect and complete life. It is a life that is suitable and fitting to the majesty, the glory and the divinity of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, uh, we say then concerning those names that are not muta'adiyah, those names which are lazima, which are restricted or confined to the divine being of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We say that in order for our iman, for our faith to be complete or perfect concerning those names, there are only two matters that we have to acknowledge. One of them is that we have to affirm it as the name of Allah, and the other of them is that we have to confirm or affirm the sifa or the characteristic which is derived from that name, and we affirm it in the most perfect form and in a way that is suitable to the majesty, uh, the glory of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Here the shaykh goes on to talk about sifat, the sifat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but his discussion concerning the sifat is somewhat lengthy, and there is not enough time to complete it, so perhaps we will just make some comments and uh, take the sifat in the coming lecture, the izinillahi ta'ala. First let me say, for example, from amongst the names and the sifat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, which the people deviated concerning them, is that Allah descends. Some of the people said, how can Allah descend when Allah is not like a creature? But the Prophet ﷺ in a hadith reported by Al-Bukhari and Muslim on the authority of Abu Huraira radiallahu anhu, he said, يَنْزِلُ رَبُّنَا تَبَارَكَ وَتَعَالَى كُلَّ لَيْلَةٍ إِلَى السَّمَاعِ الدُّنْيَا that your Lord, that our Lord Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala descends every night to the lowest heaven, yani the heaven that is just above the earth that we live upon, the lowest heaven, 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala descends to it every night in the last third of the night and he asks anyone who will call on him or anyone who will ask for him he will answer them and he will give to them and so on as the hadith is completed so here in this hadith we know that one of the characteristics of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is an nizul that he descends and likewise of the characteristics of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala which we will discuss in the coming lecture is al-istiwa that he ascends as Allah said in a number of verses in the Quran from amongst them Surah Al-Taha chapter 20 verse 15 Ar-Rahman ala al-Arsh istawa that Ar-Rahman that is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ascended above his Arsh and also from amongst the characteristics of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that the people deviated concerning them is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has a face and it is a real face and it is to be understood in a way that is suitable to the majesty and glory of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he mentions this in Surah Rahman chapter 55 verse 26 and 27 that everything in this world would disintegrate, it would disappear, it would go out of existence وَيَبَقَى وَجْهُ رَبِّكَ ذُو الْجِلَالِ وَالْإِكْرَامِ And that which will remain is the face. وَجْهُ رَبِّكَ The face of your Lord, the, which is the possessor of glory and honor. And likewise, in Surah Ma'idah, chapter 5, verse 64, بَلْ يَدَاهُ مَبْسُوطَتَانِ But in fact, Allah's two hands are spread out. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has two hands which are spread out. He is generous in giving widely. بَلْ يَدَاهُ His two hands مَبْسُوطَتَانِ are spread out. And likewise, Allah mentions in Surah Ma'idah, in verse uh, 54, that He loves, and in verse 119, that he is pleased, and in other verses, that Allah becomes angry in Surah Al-Fat, chapter 48, verse 6, he mentions, غَضِبْ اللَّهِ that Allah become angry with them, as he mentioned concerning the believers, رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُمْ وَرَضُعَانْ that Allah is pleased with them, and they are pleased with him, يُحِبُّهُمْ يُحِبُّهُمْ وَيُحِبُّونَ that Allah loves them and they love him, in Surah Al-Ma'idah, verse 54. So these are some of the characteristics of Allah, that are confirmed in the Qur'an, or confirmed in the Sunnah, and it is our obligation, to affirm them in their literal meaning, in their apparent meaning, just as they are, without interpreting them with false interpretations that has no basis in the Qur'an or Sunnah, nor in the Arabic language, and without negating their meanings or rejecting them outright, and without making any comparison between Allah and His creatures, but we affirm them just as they are, without trying to explain the how of it, because the how of it is only known to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this is the uh, a introduction to the topic of Asma wa Sifat and we will discuss the Sifat of Allah, some of which we have mentioned uh, this morning we will discuss them with the coming lecture, what is the Minhaj or the methodology of the Ahl Sunnah Jama'ah concerning the Sifat of Allah just as we have discussed the Asma or the names of Allah this morning and we will also give some examples the Iznillahi Ta'ala. Is there any questions or comments or corrections? Uh, perhaps we will take them now, or you may give them in writing in the coming lecture. Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdika, ashadu an la ilaha illa anta, astaghfiruka wa atubu ilayk. Reading from your brothers of Qatar's guest center, a subdivision of the Sheikh Eid bin Muhammad Al Thani Charity Association, telephone number 4862390, fax. Four eight six two three five eight. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.